there, and welcome to Homeschoolhood, the show and community where we talk about all things education and parenthood and the beautiful mess where they intersect, homeschool. I'm Erica Ladd, former public school teacher and parent turned homeschool mom to my two elementary age daughters. I never thought we'd homeschool, but we accidentally fell in love with it this past year and haven't looked back. Whether you homeschool or not, my hope is that you find encouragement, practical ideas, and some real talk about raising and educating tiny humans here on Homeschoolhood. Hello, welcome back. Uh, This episode, we're going to talk about home management while homeschooling, how we manage our household, all the logistics and details that that entails while also homeschooling. My husband works from home and we school from home, which means a lot of life happens in our house. So how we manage that has changed pretty dramatically over time and is even more important than it used to be as a lot of life is happening right here. So I want to dive into that today. Let's start by talking about like planners and calendar management. This is a big part of household management, right? And something that I feel like when we had kids, I wasn't exactly prepared for how much more communication needed to happen about those things and how much more organized we needed to be in terms of our calendar. So here's what we do that's been working pretty well for us lately. We both have our calendars on Google. Um, So we have a digital calendar where we can put in events, appointments, things like that. Um, And then we tend to, instead of just having one shared calendar, we tend to invite each other to things that um, affect us. So for instance, Jeremiah will invite me to a work trip. So I know that that gets put on my calendar that he's going to be gone for a work trip. If the girls have an event, we, you know, invite each other so that it's on both of our calendars. And then for me personally, I have to then sit down. That's just like the holding place for events and something that I can check quickly, you know, on my phone, on the go. But I have to sit down weekly and put everything in my paper planner also. Um, The weeks I don't, it tends to be a mess. So it's just, it's like a two-step process. So right now I am using um, my plum paper planner and I'm loving it. It is totally customizable. I did a homeschool customized one. So I have a spread every week with room to write down, like on a a two-page spread, there is room to write down appointments, events, to-dos, meals, and lesson plans all in one place. I found that with homeschooling, I was trying to keep a personal calendar and then like a lesson planning calendar. And it just doesn't work that way because with homeschooling, you will find that so much of your life is intertwined with your schooling. So I needed it kind of all in one place. And then we do also have a family monthly dry erase calendar. Um, on the wall in the back, like mudroom on the way to our garage where we can kind of write things on there as a visual reminder and to help the girls see what's coming up also. So that is working really well for us. Another way we manage um, that I'm going to be super transparent about is just outside help. Uh, I was a stay-at-home mom with just a part-time job of a small business and podcasting on the side. But now homeschooling is a full-time job. So I'm basically working full-time. Plus I have two podcasts um, you know, while trying to homeschool the girls. So this, this was something easy to outsource that didn't require me, which is, I know is a major privilege in our situation. We have gone back and forth about this. We've been in different positions where it felt like it wasn't a good investment right now. This is what's working for us in terms of household management, outside help. I hired a cleaning company for a monthly deep clean. So they come once a month, 
we clear out of their way and they go to, go to town. So blinds, floors, bathrooms, all of that gets a deep clean, which helps so much. Um, we also have someone come clean our windows quarterly, which may not be a big deal in other places, but in Arizona, it is so dusty that the windows get really, really gross and cleaning windows could take you a whole weekend by yourself without the proper tools. So we hire that out. Um, we also have yard maintenance every other week and pest control monthly, which is kind of a thing that everybody has here in Arizona because of scorpions and black widow spiders and the such like. So those are things that we outsource. Jeremiah does the pool. Um, I focus on daily and weekly upkeep for the most part, and Jeremiah does, which is really kind of minimal when someone else is doing the big stuff. So that is, that is, you know, it's, yes, it helps you when they come to deep clean, but it also helps you be able to keep on top of stuff with minimal effort. Then I can focus on, you know, like a bigger organization project or just things that require me, um, like homeschooling and podcasting. So that is a huge help to us. Um, we weren't doing it at the beginning of this year. We weren't doing it all last year with COVID. And I'm like, you know what? We need to get back to this because this is a this is a game changer if we can afford it. Okay, I also want to talk about some different routines that we have in place that I just think help us run our household so smoothly. And some of these are so automatic, I don't even think about them anymore. But one thing I learned... Um, from my time as a classroom teacher is that you have to have routines and procedures in place for everything that you want to run smoothly. Teach kids how you want it done, get a system in place. It doesn't have to be complicated and it can be changed whenever necessary. But I realized that I implement a lot of this like well before we even homeschooled that helps a ton. So number one um, is chores. And other than just formal chores, which I'll get into in a minute for the girls, it has always been an expectation that they pick up after themselves. So even when they were tiny little, they would at least bring their dishes into the kitchen after a meal. You know, now they put them in the dishwasher. They clean up their art projects. They put away their school stuff at the end of the day. There's no expectation that I am running around cleaning after anybody. Um, and they're, you know, they're 10 and eight now. They are plenty capable. And even when they were little, honestly, that was just a a thing that we really drilled home where they don't even complain about cleaning up now. It's just, okay, but before we move on to something else, this needs to be cleaned up and it's not even, they don't even give it a second thought. In terms of more formal chores, they do, we have a morning routine that really kind of helps reset our house for the day. Um, and the girls alternate weekly. One is unloading the dishwasher in the morning that ran the night before and putting the dishes away. Um, any dirty breakfast dishes, they also then load up into the dishwasher. And the other girl is doing tidying the living room and poo patrol <laughs> daily. Poo patrol was twice a week, but now with um, Peggy, our puppy, her poos are bigger. They're more frequent. We're trying to keep the yard poo free. So that's just a quick thing. Like tidying up the living room doesn't take that long. So whoever's on that duty also goes and makes sure that all the poos picked up in the backyard. Then they also have weekend chores and this is tied to their allowance. So they get $5 a week for cleaning their own room and bathroom um, and then vacuuming the stairs. One of them vacuums the stairs and one of them vacuums the upstairs homeschool room. And if those things are done at least once a week, I find that combined with the deep clean from the house cleaners, those areas are pretty much taken care of. So the girls really help a lot with that. Uh, in our house, I do most of the cooking, although Jeremiah definitely helps. And I am kind of the food planner and main grocery 
orderer. I like to do just like a big grocery order for pickup and not have to go spend time in the store that I don't have right now. Um, and then Jeremiah cleans up nightly after dinner. Every night he cleans up the kitchen after dinner and he does any of our extra running for groceries. So like he makes the Costco run, he runs to Trader Joe's for a couple of things or, you know, if we're out of ingredients, he's mostly doing that. And then we try to do all of that on the weekend so that we're like set to go for the week. So either Friday or Saturday. We also try to fit in um, every weekend kind of a logistics meeting. And this is super informal, but we end up talking about budgeting things coming up, um, schedule things that we just kind of both need to be aware of, changes in the routine for the week. That really helps when we get a few minutes just even over coffee on Sunday morning to talk about that stuff. Otherwise, it tends to be like, oh yeah, we wrote this stuff down, but have you looked at your calendar lately? Let's make sure we're on the same page for just the week ahead. And I find thinking of things weekly really help. It's like just the right amount of time to not forget about anything. Um, and like you can reset the following weekend for the next week. We also really share responsibilities for uh, like running the girls around to activities. It's pretty much 50-50 in terms of just working with our schedule and what works in terms of who drops them off for sports, who picks them up, um, any of that extra running. Another thing I try to do just in terms of routines that I try to get into is things like um, folding the laundry while the girls are working independently on something where like I'm available for questions, but they're kind of working on their math or whatever. And I am right next door in my room, just trying to fold laundry, tidy up, make the bed. And I kind of intentionally save those things for that time so that I can multitask a little bit. The last thing I want to talk about is breaks. Um, I do not think that you can effectively manage a household by yourself with no help from the people living in it. So you need to put in place some of those routines and procedures that that allow everybody to contribute to the house. And I think sometimes we think our family members are more unwilling than they actually are. And sometimes it's about our own control issues. So we want things done our way. So I think like the more you can get other people involved and then use some of that time for yourself. You you cannot effectively be a household manager, household CEO, I've joked about sometimes, without time to think your own thoughts or work on, you know, bigger thinking tasks for yourself or just recharge. Think about how you want to tackle a bigger problem. So we also set aside time on Tuesday nights. It's called dad dinner. Dad's in charge of dinner for the night. And what that really means is like I go upstairs and get some work done or just like honestly sometimes shower and listen to a book. Like just get my mind right to continue on through the week. And then I always get some weekend work time as well where Jeremiah is in charge of the kids and the dogs and I am locked away in my room doing stuff like this, recording this podcast for you. So I think that's something we don't talk about enough when we're talking about, um, you know, the focus is on productivity and how do we get it all done? Well, we don't. We don't without help, whether that's from our family members or from outside sources when we can. And we don't without breaks and without a chance to think and to recharge. Otherwise, things just spiral out of control and you have no ability anymore to even prioritize what's important and what's not. So, um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I get outside help for sure. And the more things I can outsource, the better. Um, we have a lot of routines in place. 
between the girls, between just like, this is when we do stuff in our house, who's kind of in charge of what that help things run smoothly. And then I take breaks. I take breaks to think and be a person outside of just mom and household boss. All right, it's time for a homeschool hack. This is something that I am just starting to do very intentionally as a homeschooler. And that is a planned monthly downshift in homeschool that is lined up with my menstrual cycle. You're welcome. So if you listen to my other podcast with my friend Kelsey, the Girl Next Door podcast, we just did a whole episode on periods, which was informative and hilarious, by the way. You'll know way too much about me after listening to that episode. But it's just also now dawning on me to plan for some um, review independent online work for my girls during those weeks of the month that requires less of me, but also gives them a bit of a break. So for example, we have we use Singapore math for math and our regular curriculum, you know, is for the most part like daily teaching and review and practice and games with me and then some independent work. Well, during that time of the month, that week leading up to, there's usually about one week total where I'm like, I'm not feeling it. Um, instead of just feeling bad for skipping things, I intentionally lately, the last few months have been just kind of downshifting and saying, okay, what can we do online? For instance, we have a teaching textbooks um, membership, which is an online math program. It's not just games. It's like an actual online math lesson that they get taught and they do all of their work online. They love it on their iPad. So guess what math is that week? Teaching textbooks is teaching you math. (laughs) Um, We use Night Zookeeper and other things that are like uh, intensive learning opportunities that we're paying for anyways. We pay for the subscription or the app. And I want to really heavily utilize those during those weeks where I'm tired. I have a lot less patience. That is not the week for projects and crafts and all of that. I don't feel like going anywhere. It's not really the week for a field trip, but it is a good time to build in a little buffer for me and the girls because we tend to get on each other's nerves during that week. I'm more sensitive, admittedly. So it has really, really, really been helping. They enjoy the change of pace and not getting bored with what they're doing. They enjoy learning online when possible. And it just dawned on me, and maybe it's just dawning on you too, if you are a person who menstruates and also homeschools, that you get to plan your homeschool around that and it would make everything a lot easier instead of just trying to white knuckle and power through. So that is my homeschool hack for you today if you've never thought about that before. All right, and that is it for this episode. It's just a quick one about the nitty gritty of home management while homeschooling. Thank you so much for listening. Let's continue the chat over on Instagram. I would love to know how you manage your home, whether you homeschool or not, but particularly with the added job of teaching your kids or if you have littles at home that aren't school age yet, how do you do it? Um, I am at Lad Erica over there on Instagram where you can find all kinds of videos on curriculum, books and resources, real talk about homeschool. I always keep it real over there. Um, and then find the show notes for this episode with links to anything I mentioned in your podcast player. And I would love to hear from you. Send me an email at hellohomeschoolhood at gmail.com. Until next time, remember you are your child's first and most important teacher and you've got this.